All right, and we are live. Cool. So this is this this is AdLeaks Facebook ad buyers combo live. Yeah, we we usually push it into the ad buyers. Um, yeah, because yeah. we're just working on building up the podcast. So cool. Eventually, we'll probably make more of this stuff cool, for man. the private members because I'm sure you know that the AdLeaks is switching to the you know the not in anybody's going to be able to get it anymore because we're getting yeah, out right. of the trial. So it's like a whole. Yeah, there's like an application process, right? Yeah, it'll be a phone call, and you have to know somebody to get in and all that stuff. So, well, sick, man. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll just get better quality. We'll wait for a couple people to come in. Cool. So what's the weather like in South Dakota right now? Uh, it's like probably 80 degrees out. Not nice. too bad. How about there? Uh, it's like 90 and like 90% humidity all summer long. So it's a little toasty. And you're, and you're like basically right by Stephen Black, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have yet to connect. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, I think he's in Franklin, which is, you know, the town that, that I'm in as well. So okay. he's only a few minutes from me. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. He's got some, he's got some, uh, great insights on some things. Have you met him before? We've talked like, you know, just. Yeah. Just on Facebook, but not in person. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him soon because I want to get him over to the studio just to, you know, maybe get a little ad leaks mini meet going yeah. on because there's I a few people there's a few people in the area. Oh, is there? Who else is around you? Uh, a kid named Kevin Zhang who's uh, on ad leaks. He he's a monster uh, drop shipper. Oh, okay. He's got a multi eight figure drop shipping brand or, or a few of them. So. Let us know if you can hear us in the comments below if we're uh, audio is okay. We'll so more my my screen. I want to see. Uh, am I able to view the comments? Hope so. uh, what I do is I pull open on laptop next to me. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Here, I'm. I'm gonna grab mine real quick. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so we're gonna be one on one with Chandler Welling. Um, Get started. We'll let a couple more people come in here. We'll get started while he grabs his laptop and gets it fired up. Cool. Hey, Stephanie, how are you? Hey, Steph. There's so many people in ad buyers. I don't know. Right. Do you look much in ad buyers? I noticed you comment a little bit, but. Are you... Uh, you, you know, am I involved in ad buyers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm there. A little bit. Yeah, I dropped a post last week that went well. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, cool. so we'll try and get as much packed in as we can. So cool. uh, this is Chandler Welling. Um, Chandler owns Welling Media. Uh, the first time I've ever talked to you, so I've always seen your posts in the group. I know a little bit about you, but I'm a little excited because um, – I think I'm going to learn quite a, lo a lot on creative and I'm kind of interested in on your testing methods and how you're implementing creative. So into your Facebook sure. ads. So why don't you tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about you welling media and kind of what you guys specialize in and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, for sure. So my uh, intro to e-com is uh, kind of happened on accident. I was working for my family business, which was an automotive lighting, um, the family business, we would refurbish headlights for insurance companies. Okay. Um, and so I guess I'll, I'll do the little short version. One of my buddies asked me to help customize the headlights. I thought it sounded kind of cheesy and lame, but I ended up taking them up on it and, uh, and helped them out. 
And uh, when he, he came over to the shop and we took the headlights apart, I was like, you know, rather than put like these Chinese shitty LEDs, why don't we take like LEDs from an existing headlight, like an Audi or something and put them in there and make it look like really modern and sleek and like look like it was supposed to be that way rather than just like this tacky, you know, color changing LED. And uh, long story short, ended up throwing them on eBay and I sold like 30 grand in the first month. And I said, wow, this is, you know, we've got something here. So I ended up creating a whole brand and we went from zero to two million in revenue on Instagram in about 18 months. And I realized that, hey, I'm really great at the marketing branding of things. I understand, you know, the current state of social. So if I can do this for other brands, I don't have to worry about fulfilling all these products that we're selling, which was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, each headlight you know, a pair of headlights we sold was about 16 hours of manual labor. So I had a whole wow. team like yeah, we had like a former Roush engineer working for us, like all these people that were like, you know, assembling headlights all day. And it was really, uh, we made it turnkey solution. So people would like just go on our website and just, and buy them. Uh, we didn't run any paid media at all. Um, it was all, all organic. This is back in like 2013, 2014. So anyways, I ended up pretty much selling that company out of business because I had sold so much. We thought we, at any given time, we'd have two and 300 pairs of headlights sold like $2,000 pairs of headlights. But you know, we had 16 hours. We had a huge, huge bottleneck. And so, um, anyways, you can outsource uh, it, like outsource it into China with keep quality. Oh, for sure. We could have, I mean, manufacturing, uh, headlight assemblies, uh, requires, uh, pretty expensive tooling. So like, if we we're going to do that, like, it'd be like at least a half million dollars in tooling for one like model, like it's like a Ford fusion or something and wow. we were selling, you know, dozens. So, but yeah, we were selling, uh, or get headlights for all Ford and Ford's perfor- Ford performances, custom cars, like for the SEMA show. And, uh, and, you know, Ken Block, we did a set of headlights for his Fiesta, Ken Block's, you know, Monster Energy drifting through LA, like we had headlights on, on his vehicles. Uh, but anyways, you know, fast track, I ended up kind of taking, uh, lessons from, from that company and saying, Hey, what if, if I do this for other people, that will be awesome. Um, it'll be a win-win cause I don't have to worry about fulfilling any products and, uh, reached out to, um, a company called the retrofit source. And at the time they're about a $9 million brand. And, I guess, long story short, that, that was my first client for a long time. Uh, we took them to $50 million over the last two years. Um, they had zero, zero marketing budget before us. They, not because they didn't want to. They just grew an incredible brand like mm-hmm. pretty much organically and uh, ended up building case studies and just starting to share my thoughts. And I started – a lot of people know me as like kind of the uh, content creator for my phone. I used to do a lot yeah. of like uh, screen recordings and cool little videos like that. And that's kind of uh, how I started out, um, just creating content for brands. And uh, I hate to, to use the word social media management because I feel like that word is really diluted nowadays. So mm-hmm. like our, our biggest value add is partnering with brands to, um, to really build their social in an in a authentic way. We don't use any AI or any bots. Like we fire off, you know, hundreds of pieces of content a week um, for brands. And, and that's kind of how we got in the space. And of course, along the way, you know, media buying as well. But content creation has been, you know, the backbone of our success from my first brand all the way to, to Welling Media. So now our whole company is structured around uh, uh, content for e-commerce. So what do you do as far as travel? Like, are you guys, I know you run Facebook ads. Um, Cause I know you've dropped some of those row ass shots, like a picture. Yeah, of yeah. Phone. Is that, are those the car company you were talking about? Cause I've seen. Uh, the few, car few, yeah. I mean, we've, we've got, you know, pretty much every, our hand in like every, you know, industry e-com, but yeah, I'd say 40% of our brands are automotive e-com, which is definitely just from my background has been a huge, huge part of our success. So yeah, um, like I said, that company, the retrofit source, we took from nine to 50 million. I mean, we're, we're getting a five X return month over month on about 150 K spend. So that's definitely been a huge part of it. Um, for us, all Facebook, all Facebook. Yeah. So you guys only run Facebook then, or do you run other traffic sources? No, just Facebook. Um, I mean, we're, we're starting to dabble in YouTube. 
Um, and okay. definitely on our, definitely on a radar just with Facebook's volatility um, to <laughs> to branch out. But um, right now, it's quite honestly, we've grown so much in the content game over the last six to eight months that we're uh, we've got our hands full in, in terms of being able to afford the time to be able to you know dabble in Snap Ads or or even yeah. AdWords or anything like that. So we're pretty focused yeah. right now. Yeah, so let's talk about content. I mean, we can talk about Facebook ads, and I want to try yeah. and piece some of the content into For sure. Facebook and how your guys are dumping ads in and stuff. But let's chat content. Tell us about content. I mean, I know I spend a lot of money. You know, I usually don't put out a lot of content like you guys. I mean, on average, you guys are putting out how many pieces of content for clients like a month that you're tying in? Um, I mean, including like, you know, photo shoots, it's probably between three to 4,000 pieces a month. Okay. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less. So um, for instance, you know, we'll, we'll get a, we have different packages and they're not like things that you can like click and buy. Like so a lot of it's custom what we offer, but we have different, uh, I guess, packages internally that we know, like, you know, if it's a certain size brand, what, what they need. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'd say on average, we're creating around 150 pieces of content per brand. Um, so a lot of these, you know, are, um, you know, our agreements with our clients are long-term just because we invest so much to be able to create content at scale. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like we don't do any project work. So I guess, you know, to make this practical for people in terms of like Facebook, our, our whole theory is, you know, the creative is the variable of success on Facebook, which a lot 100%. of us know, a lot of us know nowadays, you know, and, you know, I had a, a post last week in the ad buyers group that's just essentially saying like, hey, everyone in the brother is a media buyer and there's huge opportunity for people to invest in creative from an agency perspective. Like, you know, people could be doubling and tripling their agency revenue by providing content if they, you know, took the time to invest and, and build out that piece for them. How do they do that? So like myself, you know, I have a couple employees. We do all of the different we do Facebook ads, we do Google ads, YouTube ads. A lot of people are in that scenario. How do you take that jump? when you're a small agency getting for in sure. to be able to do that. I think, I think it, for me, it started a little bit differently because, you know, creative is not something that everyone can learn for themselves, but there's ways to do that. So for me, it was creating content for my phone and it kind of sounds almost like cheesy because like a lot of phone generated content can be really, you know, less than quality. Um, I just kind of found a way using like, you know, 60, 70 apps together, like quite literally, like, <laughs> you know, some apps would, would, would offer just a small piece. And um, that's how I started. But the most practical way is to just start, you know, hiring freelancers and just, you know, for instance, if if you get paid, let's just say $5,000 to run Facebook ads for a sock brand, right? And uh, you could easily just say like, yeah, we can provide content. It's another $5,000 a month. And then you're paying a videographer maybe 2K a month and you start to just, you start to do it. You just have to go, like, you don't have to have it all figured out. And that's kind of what we did is like, Hey, we didn't have it all figured out, but um, we had brands approach us that likes, you know, some content we did and we sold them on some big packages and we just kind of uh, run and gun type solution and, and of course figure it out. I, I have a creative background and I've got friends that are creative. So was, mm-hmm. I was really, really lucky and blessed to be able to piece it together quickly. But for people who don't have access to creative, I think that you can be resourceful in terms of, you know, find, find a local freelancer who's willing to to put in some work and partner on things. And once you get the ball rolling, I think you can, you can build off that. Yeah. So I, like myself, you know, I have all the, the Facebook dial and I have all that. And I try to avoid content just because I, you know, like even these ad league videos that I create, you know, they just take so much time. So what, what kind of apps 
uh, you know, because I use like Camstasia and things like that. What kind of apps can people use, or what is like your go-to thing for like people that are just wanting to get started and start dabbling in it? Yeah, um, for sure. So I would say um, if you look up my name in the Facebook Ad Buyers group and look at posts from early last year, I have mm -hmm. probably three to four posts that lay out. I'd say our ten most utilized apps that I that I kind of came up into the game with. Um, okay. One of them is called Plotiverse. Um, one's called Luma Fusion, but uh, yeah, if you just look up my name in Facebook Ad Buyers Group, you'll see I've got them all listed out, what their benefits are, how we use them, and uh, really just kind of walking through that framework. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people can start there. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look those up. If I can't find them, I'm gonna hit you up because I want to make a creative yeah. unit in the platinum. For sure, I think that would be good for people. Um, so. Before you guys really, did you, when you started doing Facebook, did you have the creative piece or did you start dabbling yeah. in Facebook and then mix creative later or did you start right out the get go with creative? And so, Facebook we, so we started with creative just cause it's like, like I said, I knew for my first brand, you know, I was curating a lot of content, mm -hmm. creating, you know, creating videos or whatever uh, of our products. So I essentially just started doing that for other brands. And then um, for the first year of my agency, I didn't actually run any media buying. Um, it was just creative and social media management, if you will. Um, and, uh, then we started, you know, uh, dabbling in Facebook, um, really in 2017, uh, about halfway through in, in midsummer. And that's when we really started to get the gears rolling there. And I, I even say to this day on the phone with, you know, eight figure brands that, Hey, we're not the most knowledgeable in Facebook. Um, it's terms of, like, there's plenty of people that are, you know, like pretty much like living computers that know all of, you know, every number and all the KPIs to look at. Um, our whole thing is the, is the creative and the ethereal branding and the messaging, you know, before someone mm -hmm. purchases something, they have to connect with it. And yep. that's what our greatest value is. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very transparent in the fact that hey, there's plenty of people that know a hell of a lot more than I, uh, myself and, and my team in, in, in regards to Facebook, but it's that and more and more it's becoming the creative piece, which has been a huge part of our success just because people realize like, Hey, my Facebook ads aren't performing. Oh shit, we need good creatives. Like, let's figure out a way to to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And you know, we we kind of fulfilled that. And 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 our thing is like, hey, a lot of you guys could be fulfilling that too. Yeah. Do you guys work on landing pages then, as far as creative, like build out landing pages, or do you use someone else for that? But kind of guide. So we don't do like yeah, we don't do any like dev work or even just you know building out even like Shopify. But we provide a ton of um, creative for website. Um, mm -hmm. Snow Teeth Whitening is uh, a brand that we work uh, closely with and. Uh, a lot of uh, the product content and even like their homepage banners is stuff that was shot here in our studio. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about somebody that's running Facebook ads. That's doing a decent job. And I'll just use like one of my clients as a, a scenario, you know, like we have one client that comes to mind. We spend about hundred K a month on Facebook. Okay. Uh, we're probably banging out. Well, we don't even bang out the creative. Um, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on like, if we were to actually put a solid creative, plan in place a how do you like how do you guys go from a to z to measure the creative on what's doing good how you dump it into ad sets but let's say we're spending 100k a month uh -huh. we're dumping in probably i don't know 10 15 20 ads a month okay um into Sounds about right. ad sets that's kind of what we're doing you know we're pulling three and a half x row as pretty pretty standard by going to you guys and saying, hey, we want to get going on this creative or like really dive in, let's talk like in that scenario, how you would roll out a plan, what the plan would look like, if you were to do it yourself, what it would cost, um, yeah, how sure. you guys move creative through 
the ad process. So like basically what we do is we'll dump in, let's say we do eight ads. Um, we'll dump those into a three, three, eight, eight method or like PPE built while building social proof, duplicate those post IDs across your conversions campaigns. Yeah. Um, then what we would typically do is kind of just take the best of the best reset up ad sets. So what does your guys' process look like? Like, how are you moving creative throughout that? So, I mean, it's very, what would a, what would a uh, look like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's very dynamic based on the brand's needs and the spend. But like you said, you hundred K spend, you're doing 10 to 20 pieces of creative. It is a lot of video, 50, 50 video. Uh, it's probably, you know, a couple videos. Um, just because yeah. like with these guys, one of their photo shoots, it's like more of a, I mean, a photo shoot for them costs like 10 grand. They spend on yeah. the photo shoot, but it's yep. gotta be like Louis Vuitton quality, you know, like just high, high quality stuff. So yeah, for um, sure. So I'd say like for us, that's like, we're, you know, to a lot of people, we're not the, we're not the, not the cheapest or content's not the cheapest in general, but uh, you know, a lot of our, our packages are in that 10 to 20 K per month range. And that includes 120 pieces roughly of creative. And so our whole thing is let's start with volume based on, you know, if, say we're, it's like a new ad account and, and it's like, theoretically we had a hundred K spend, we would start with a wide range of things. So uh, from formats, four by five formats, um, top of funnel videos, 30 seconds or less, maybe a long form video, minute, minute 30, um, 16 by nine, just, we want to give, you know, get data back. So we have to get a lot of, you know, different, uh, different formatted and different, uh, pieces of creative, um, to be able to determine that. Um, but most of the case people come to us and they're like, say, Hey, I have a hundred K spend. I've got 10 to 20 pieces of creative. Um, our whole thing is so let's start pushing more video because okay. video, especially top of funnel is going to, in our opinion, it, it performs best, um, yep. just from a wide range of industries. So uh, we'd probably say, hey, you need at least 15 videos a month to test, and then you can really dial in what's working. So um, it's in terms of how that's how we suggest that that's laid out or if we're doing it, how we'll lay it out is we'll do no more than four pieces of creative um, in an ad set. We'll do at least two videos, one carousel and one static image, and uh, video nine times out of ten wins across multiple industries and multiple spins. Um, it's a lot yeah, of ad sets though. Cause you guys would be banging out if you're banging out that much creative. Well, no, no. So, so, so it, so it would be, um, yeah. So we would, we would start with two videos, carousel and single. Um, and then that would be duped, you know, across all the ad sets, which, you know, right. would be, yeah, yeah. So, um, but so you're not just using all of that creative for ads. You're tying that into social posting and all of that stuff. Exactly. Basically. But I would say, you know, throughout that month, you're testing at least 10 videos so we always launch with like two or three at a time and then just keep feeding. You know, if something's not working after, you know, say three to five days or depending on the spend as well, you know, how much data you get, we just replace, replace. Because from what we've seen, it's not necessarily, you know, you're targeting, obviously, you know, wide open is working for everyone right now. And it's not necessarily your bid strategy. It, it, it's almost we can say it's kind of a hyperbole, but in our opinion, it's 100 percent the creative piece that's going to determine the success. And so our whole thing is like, we got to keep feeding creative, we got to keep feeding creative, but it's got to be quality. It's got to be a certain format that's been working. So yeah. that's kind of uh, how we would approach that is, is more of a volume base to start. And what are you, are you guys dumping in your creative into the new ad? Are you setting up new ad sets when you go to like refresh in three to five days? Or are you just dumping it in and retriggering? Um, most of the time we'd, we'd start fresh. Okay. Um, of course, you know, we'll swap out, especially for seeing, you know, for instance, you know, if it's working for a week and it starts to taper off and we got to get new creatives, we'll just, you know, throw them in the existing ad set. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, just with like, it's kind of like goes back to that, you know, thing that we're like, you could have an ad set that's underperforming and you dupe it and then it's like a winner that takes you to a million bucks. 
Um, and so, you know what I'm saying? Like Facebook yeah, is just, yeah. so, so that's why like most of the time we'll just start, start fresh. You know, if it's two or three days, if we don't see success on something and, and we know that it's not working, we just start fresh with new creatives. And like, that's just how we, that's how we roll. Huh. Interesting. What's, yeah, what's I your comment, like creative is like the main piece. I disagree with your comment a little bit, just on like the bid strat, like, Creative is going to get you 90% of the way, I would say, or even maybe 80%. It's like, you know, right. bid strategy. And the only reason I know that is because I'm missing the creative piece. And we see such a wide, vast change of like doing target, like, you know, sniper method versus these other methods. Like we're getting just different CPAs all over the place. And that's why we bang out so many ad sets, just trying to basically grab one that's going to do good and then killing it with rules constantly. So, right. I yeah. And I, and I would say, I would say my statement is, is, uh, somewhat of you know uh, an exaggeration but uh for me like that's i, I kind of like that though because everyone's oh, yeah. living everyone's living in the optimization world and yep. so we kind of have like this opposing like hey like we're living in the creative world and the and the branding which which wasn't practical until now until 2019 when facebook you know went mm. a little bit haywire on us and um so yeah i, I like that i like that we have that kind of um you know, bolder opposing, uh, strategy just because, sure. um, it's, it's worked really well for us and it makes sense. Cause a lot of people come to us and they're like, Hey, we're doing well on Facebook, but we're not killing it. And we're missing the creative piece. Like I'm talking to, you know, eight and sometimes nine figure brands that have this exact same statement every time I get on the phone with them, which is like, Hey, I, I think we're doing all right, but we're missing the creative piece and that's, what's going to take us to the next level. And so that's kind of where we've, you know, got our data from. How do you assess, how are you like what what KPIs are you looking at when you're assessing your creative to like see yeah, what so, so if it's Yeah, so uh the biggest thing for us is gonna be click through rate. Um and CPMs of course, you know, you know stuff like that. It, it's more gonna be, you know, the KPIs related to the creative. So um CTR, you know, video watch percentage, all that good stuff. Um mm -hmm. but I, I would say internally and externally, like if our clients are running media, uh the biggest thing is just uh ROAS across the board is, is the number one. Um, of course, you know, if you've got a, a pretty multi-step funnel, then um, you start to break into the KPIs more. Um, mm -hmm. a, a lot of the funnels, if you will, that we run are, you know, top of funnel, middle, middle of funnel, and then just like retargeting essentially. Um, so it's not like anything that's too crazy. Um, uh, so, but yeah, I would say 60% of our revenue this year is just creative services. That being said, um, we uh, we're not like you know nitty gritty into the data as much because we're feeding like for instance like for snow you know they they handle uh you know their media buying either internally or with other agencies and so we're just feeding the creative piece um are they with ad quadrant do you say know? that again are they working with warren ad quadrant uh, i know for snap they are yeah oh, okay. and i know i know uh all shackleford's involved as well um so yeah so for us um i would say even just kind of the backtrack a little bit like we're not always on our high volume and kind of our bigger accounts. We're, we're more of like just a creative agency for that. And I'd say like some of our brands internally, like I said, we're, we're spending about a half a million bucks a month on uh, Facebook across our brand. So for a lot of people, it'll be a lot, but for, you know, a lot of the big players in here, that's not, not a ton. Um, sure. But uh, yeah. What, are, what, what's um, something that comes to you? Like what do you see as like a lift in like CTR and like a decrease in CPM? Like, 
what's a good what's an average CTR that you see when you come in and when you guys implement your strategy? Like, what is the kind of lift you see in CTR and what's the kind of decrease that you see in CPM? I'd say on average, like I said, CPM, um, I, I can't say that I have data that I would I'd be able to, but CTR, for instance, I, we see a ton of like high ones to, to low two. Um, and, you know, we know that, you know, if we're, you know, above a three, then we're, we're rocking and rolling, especially on a top of funnel video. That's what we've been selling most of. Uh, a lot of people are like, hey, I need a top of funnel piece. So just to make this even a little bit more practical, those 30 second or less four by five formatted videos have been key, which is um, kind of like the explainer video. Um, and those, you know, if we're seeing, you know, 3% and then we're, we're happy and generally it's going to be a winner. So let's, for people that don't know, four by five video would be where for a placement? So that would be uh, mostly placed in uh, Facebook newsfeed on mobile. Okay. Um, so four by five is essentially just a square, but a little bit taller. It's vertical video, but not quite as much as, you know, Instagram or, or snap where it's, you know, nine by nine by 16. Um, and that's where we've seen the most success too for, for everyone is four by five, even compared to square. And of course, 16 by nine, four by five has been absolutely killing it just because, you know, if you're scrolling uh, on your phone, it takes up that much more real estate. Um, yeah. so it's a lot more opportunity for people to stop and, uh, and click. Where, what do you think is like the biggest piece that lifts? I know you do a lot of video. Is it like even with your images, is it like headline? Is it image? Is it the still image that the video before it starts? Like what? It's Yeah. Um, so I, first three seconds for sure. Um, attention grabbing. So, I mean, headlines, super important. Um, we run a lot of, I would say, uh, a higher quality versions of your meme videos. So for instance, if we're running a four by five video, it gives us an opportunity to, we can put the actual video uh, as a square. And then we have, you know, another 20% of real estate to put our text. And that's been a, that's been a big thing for us. Uh, so it would be kind of like headline. And then, you know, those first two seconds have been key. Are you guys doing closed captioning with that stuff? Like, yeah, that a huge deal. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, especially if there's if someone's talking. Yeah, you need captioning everywhere. But also just like you know, like the kind of the caption over like let's just say like a you know the, the cliche slideshow video, which we don't really do the slideshow videos, but you know it's just like you know this product is amazing for you know forty to fifty or whatever it is like that kind of uh, captions over uh, over the videos have been huge, um, okay. and we've kind of found a, a way to run a higher quality version. That's you know a lot of a lot of times what I notice is people will will come to us for creatives and the creatives are running are so off brand to everything else that they're running just because it's working on Facebook. And so I think a big value add and kind of that format is you're still able to run like on brand content, like still quality. It matches the quality of the product or the website, but it's not like you don't have to run like this cheesy meme video, if you will. Um, right. So right. do you guys do canvas ads? A uh, little, a little bit, but I, I just to be honest with you, I haven't, uh, I have a disrespect for them just because I haven't found success with them personally. So mm -hmm. I can't say that we, um, you know, offer them to our, you know, if, if our clients request, you know, content for canvas. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we did some videos, um, for a company, uh, last week, um, for canvas. Um, but yeah, uh, biggest thing is four by five and, uh, and, uh, carousel. So, you know, just images or, or square video. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are also doing a lot of like Insta. I know I've seen you like comment a lot and I've gone back and forth a little bit about people buying, like all these people buy Instagram followers and like you kind of have, from what I've read, like kind of a, a ratio 
of looking at an Instagram Instagram account because you guys are doing the growth piece to yeah. be able to basically see like, you know, or, or is the engagement rate good for like how much followers they yeah. have? Yeah. So talk, talk a little bit about that because I know a lot of people are so stuck on like glorified metrics that they. Oh would, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I love to call uh, people out on like over indexing <laughs> on vanity metrics yeah. because it just doesn't, it just doesn't matter. Um, I can name plenty of brands. I won't um, who, you know, have pretty, I would say just shoddy Instagram, you know, it, it's almost like people see through that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our whole thing is, is partnering with evergreen brands that, you know, maybe they have 20,000 followers and they're getting a 1% engagement rate. How can we get that to three or four and actually build a community around the brand like legitimately that that um, you can measure the impact? That's yep. our whole thing. Like um, we're definitely not, a, you know, Instagram growth experts, if you will. Like we stay away from any of that that kind of talk. Um, our biggest thing is like, hey, let's let's take what, what you're at and, and see what we can do, um, you know, to actually drive the ball forward. Because, you know, everyone knows in a 2019 world that, you know, say you have 30,000 followers and you think like, Hey man, if I had a hundred thousand followers, like my business would be changed. And we know that's just not true. Um, you know, even like, you know, with some of these giveaways with like these celebrities and stuff, you might gain a half a million followers in a, in a day, but you're going to lose 60 to 70% of them in three or four days. And then after that, your engagement rate is like, you need, you have 200,000 followers and you have, you know, 60 people liking and no one commenting. And it's just like, to me, that's more of a, an exposing the brand in a negative way compared to if you just had like a thousand followers and you're just putting out, you know, good content. Hold that thought because I'm going to ask this question because she's an OD. Yeah. Uh, Christina wants to know, do you use the four or five layout for desktop targeting? Yes. And uh, I feel like I should know this answer more. I feel like four by five and desktop has a border, slight border on it. I, I believe it delivers in square. You know what I'm saying? The overall dimensions are square, but the four by five video is put into that square. Um, so yes, we do. Um, if we have a brand that has been, you know, historically delivering on desktop heavily, we'll run square or uh, 16 by nine. You know, we have a couple of brands that are real older demos, like 45 plus, And a lot of it's, you know, viewed on desktop that we'll still do 16 by nine. But I would say 90% of our brands are just killing it on mobile. Uh, and four by five is, you know, a huge reason for that, obviously, just cause that's, that's where it delivers best. Um, but we don't, I guess like what, to, to answer Christina's question though, we don't most of the time, you know, we leave it wide open. So, you know, Facebook chooses where it's going. Um, we, we won't, you know, select four by five and select desktop only, um, unless we're really trying to split test something, but that's kind of a one-off scenario. Josh says it's got blurred edges. He thinks. Yeah, yeah, it's like blurred edges. Like it's almost like it expands the video and blurs it out, and then it has the video on top. If that makes sense, yeah. Okay. I, I think that's cor- I think that's correct. Is it possible? I was just having that that client I was talking about. He does all of his videos this way, in like band wise. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, we, yeah, yeah. his he's like huge on Instagram. Is there a way to take a video that's shot like this way and actually turn it this way to run it for without like zooming in on it, or is that not feasibly possible? No, so. Does he run these videos? Is this more organic in yeah, like, on no, the paid side? Or? Ad. So like he shoots the ad basically like this with his camera. So it's more for like – Yeah, okay. So he would increase his CT- his performance overall if he just started putting them out in 4x5. So you'd have to zoom 
you know, essentially edit it to, to be zoomed in. Can you do that? Um, Would it cut out like parts of the, it cut out parts of the Oh yeah. I mean, clearly it's not as wide, you know, but I would say that he's better off doing that than running a 16 by nines right now. Oh, for sure. I just can't get him to do it. Even though he spends dollars on a phone. Oh, for sure. I mean, like I've got, you know, Ash and Shanks in here. TNF needs to start putting out four by five video and get rid of the uh, 16 by nine they're running. There's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone needs to, to reformat their creatives to four by five and, yeah. and then hit, and then hit me back in a week and let me know, you know, what their performance, uh, metrics are because it's, it's definitely going to be increased. I'm going to say nine times out of 10, it'll increase, even if it's just slightly. What do you think the increase would be? 10, 15, uh, 20. Oh, I'd say on average, yeah. 15, 20%. Like I said, you know, we, uh, I'd say on average, you know, we're seeing CTRs in the, you know, 1.8 to 2.2%, um, you know, sometimes a lot lower when people are coming to us because we have a lot of established brands that are running pretty good creatives as it is. And I'm like, okay, let's just – step one is just going to be reformatting your whole entire creative funnel from, you know, 16 by 9 video to 4 by 5 That's like the step one that we'll do. And even, even starting off with those existing videos and just reformatting them is going to be uh, a game changer just because so many people – I think it's I think it's 80% of, of – uh, facebook's consumed on mobile something like that it is i don't know the exact numbers don't quote me on it but um it just seems to us that facebook likes to deliver that more and then it's just practical because you get more real estate especially on mobile so um it just it just plays out that way yeah there's a really good question here from antonio could you explain your creative process internally from idea conception to execution once after a brand slash agency approaches you approaches yes yeah, for sure. So this is going to be, um, I'll just keep it a little bit more broad because it really is specific to what, you know, some brands come to us and they have no clue what they're doing creatively. And some have been doing it, you know, for years. And they just don't know. But um, overall, we look uh, at what they're running and what the results are. And then obviously what, what, what the goal is. So sometimes it's just, you know, it is just a better ROAS overall or better top of funnel piece. Um, so step one would be to convert all of their videos to four by five. Um, and shoot all new content in four by five, um, video, which is going to be top of funnel. Um, and then step two is going to be doing, um, product shoots for, so we can run carousel and even update their product photos. Uh, so we're running DPAs that the DPAs have, you know, fresh, fresh content. Um, if it's not, you know, up to par. And then from there, it's like I said, it's, it's pretty, um, dynamic in terms of what's needed or you know for the brand what their spend is you know for instance if someone's spending 20k a month they're not going to need 15 videos a month but if someone's spending 300k a month they might need 30 videos a month to really test um and and also we're you know creating content based on who they're targeting um in that ad set you know Mm -hmm. like if if we have a a brand that has you know two two demographics for different products like you know of course we're creating content specific for those demos yeah Christina wants to know if you have a template you'd be willing to share for content creation. Um, so I don't necessarily have a template. Um, I will say the the template is, um, which is like I said, is probably 80% of our, our video work right now is <clears throat> 30 seconds or less video in four by five. And it's the, um, the explainer video, you know, for instance, if I'm trying to sell this necklace, it's just like, you know, this necklace, um, is revolution, whatever it is, whatever the text is, it's just like your 30 second video of cinematic shots, or even if you have slideshow pieces and just, you know, every three, four seconds, you're changing the text to try to, you know, explain the product and obviously sell them. That's been, um, the template, if you will, or the framework 
of what we've seen the most success across a variety of industries is it's been huge. Um, and then uh, a lot of 15 second or less videos, just, um, especially, you know, IG stories, um, nine by 16, but, uh, definitely Christina four by five, no, no more than 30 seconds. Um, and, uh, that kind of explainer video, which you can do with, with, as a slideshow, if, if you limited on resources. All right. I want to jump back into Instagram growth because I know that's a huge thing right now that a lot of people pay a lot of money for. Yeah. So if companies are looking to hire you for Instagram growth, I know we were talking about engagement rate. Um, I've seen your posts assessing, you know, the engagement rates and stuff. So I know you're good at that. Yeah, for sure. How do you guys go about implementing when you bring on a new brand? What does your, how do you facilitate your growth strategy and what does that look like? Yeah. So number one thing is no one is posting enough content. Um, so the step one is posting two, I'd say three to six times a day. Um, so then a lot of people are like, you know, I don't have that much content. Well, then that's a whole other discussion on getting more content. Um, and the reason is, you know, especially just how Instagram's algorithm is, you know, not, not all of your followers are going to see your content, right? You know, it's not, uh, it's not in chronological order. Um, it's, it's very, much based on AI and, and past interactions and your interests. And so step one is start to, to doing a volume of content so you can get your content in front of new people and start to engage them. So let's just say you have uh, simple math. So you have a hundred followers. Mm-hmm. I'd say that the, the eight people are seeing your post every time you post and three to four people uh, are, are not, you're seeing, you know, every other three or four posts, if that makes sense. And new people every time. So, um, the reason those eight people are seeing your post every time is because they're likely engaged with it frequently or every time. So mm-hmm. a lot of people that that will come to us and they have, you know, say 10,000 followers or 15,000 followers, their engagement rate blows and they're looking to, to, you know, make best use of their Instagram. It's because they're posting, you know, once or twice a week. And what happens is they start posting volume and their engagement rate drops. And so they think it's like, no, this doesn't work. It's best if I post once a week. And the reason that happens is because when you start posting that much, your your content starts getting bro- uh, put into different segments of your followers based based on AI. So step one is posting, like I said, two to four or three to six times a day, and um, it's got to be quality content. It's got to be engaging content, but it doesn't have to be the best content in the world. It's not like you know that stops a lot of people. It's like my content's not good. I shouldn't post um, because you learn, right? If if you have three to six posts a day over the course of a month, you can look back and see what content worked. Um, step two is engaging everyone, right? So say that um, you you know you get two or three comments only. It's literally responding to them in a very thoughtful way, um, and it sounds kind of like boring and not scalable, but it's it's really the only way to do it. Um, step three is implementing a weekly giveaway, um, which encourages users uh, to engage with your content. Uh, it's kind of like out of, you know there's probably going to be a few Gary V fans in here. It's kind of like the 60 second club that he used to run, where it's just like you know. He posts up and the first, you know, people that comment in 60 seconds, like enter to a giveaway. So people are commenting. Um, Isn't that that used to be against Facebook terms of service though? Isn't that for sure? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, uh, I mean, if you, one running paid, you know, if you like boosted that post, yeah, for sure. It would, it would get, uh, actually, we've actually never seen them get taken down or disabled. They just don't spend or they spend and like, just don't perform. Um, Okay. Because we used to do that often. Um, but no, organically you could put it out and like, and, and apparently, mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to throttle, especially on Facebook side, like if, if they think that you're engagement baiting, but this is, this is the formula. It's, it's, you say, um, we're giving away this product every single week 
to people who leave meaningful comments and like our content consistently. So obviously if you engage with every piece of content throughout the week, you have more chances to win. And then at the end of each week, we'll pick a random person and announce them as a winner. We've literally built massive, massive brands um, around this whole theory. Um, and I've actually have write-ups on this specifically too in ad buyers, if you look it up, um, which, you know, I'll probably do a breakdown for ad leaks platinum, um, specifically because it's updated, you know, now, you know, that was a year ago that I left that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's like the three pieces is one volume of content. Don't, don't, I mean, obviously you want quality, but you don't need to focus on quality. Don't let that stop you. Um, two is engaging with everyone and three is implementing the giveaway. And, uh, this is really hard for people to do if they don't have a, a decent following already. Like say you have 50,000 followers and a 1% engagement rate, you could get that up to four to 5% consistently on every piece of content in the course of say 30 to 60 days. Um, if you follow these steps. Um, so again, it is a little bit tougher, you know, in a 2019 world to, to grow that Instagram. Um, our biggest piece is like coming alongside brands and maximizing their opportunities, um, which does create growth as well. Um, so again, volume, engagements and a proper giveaway that is consistent every single week so people know that they're going to engage and so it's like okay when the people that are engaging theoretically might never buy from you because they're trying to win they're the people that are winning like you're playing all these giveaways but what a higher engagement uh rate does way more i called it i don't know if that uh if that paused this um yeah so what a higher engagement rate does is give you more reach and gives you uh an opportunity to get in front of new people and that's 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 how the growth starts right i I know van oaks if you watched his interview with tim he has kind of to avoid that tactic he basically does it on for every five dollars spend you get like a chance to win like you know a brand new f-250 or whatever and they give away i mean they give away fucking trucks and yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> I'm uh, just being, being in auto, being in the automotive space. Like before, I even knew who Van Oaks was or like what he did. Like I was very aware of what they were doing, just because he was all over my feed. Just because a lot of automotive things are are going on there. So yeah, they they kill it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so what do you? I have a question because uh, yep. some posting more for local clients. What are you using to manage the sheer amount of content you're using? Like we've used Buffer or AgriPulse or. Yep. What is your go-to to manage comment moderation and just posting for all these clients? Yeah, so um, it's it started with nothing, and I was against it for a long time, which wasn't scalable. Um, <clears throat> and I kind of knew that. But um, uh, to me, the biggest reason that we were successful on social is because we were live you know, like on Instagram, on Facebook in real time, essentially. But at this at this point, yeah, we uh, we've invested in, in um, you know, building out a process for that, which uh, we use Sprout. So we've tried pretty much everything and Sprout seems to be um, seems seems to be the best um, in our opinion. Can you all post to it once with that? Um, you could. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, you can see ad comments and separate ad comments. Um, so the biggest thing is comment uh, management. Wow. Now, one thing that we don't do is schedule posts out more than 24 hours. The reason is uh, uh, this is not really scalable and may not, not be practical. My biggest um, uh, reason for like, I feel like that we have success on social is just intuition on what to post next, right? So it's not like we sit down and we, po- we schedule out like you know, dozens of posts. We'll schedule out like maybe the next day's posts or like today's posts because it's very much based on um, the engagement of the past three to four posts, how we want the feed to look, um, and mixing up fresh content. 
So, um, but yeah, so Sprout scheduling for Instagram and Facebook and then, you know, separating ad comments is huge there too, just cause it's easy to be able to, you know, if you've got some big spend accounts, be able to see the comments that are coming through. So you guys, does Sprout, you work with like, like with Buffer, we're able to do like LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter. Does that um, well? I think, I think so. We don't post to LinkedIn or Twitter or anything like that. Like we don't do it. We're literally strictly Instagram and Facebook. Um, I would imagine it does. Josh. Can Sprout po- Sprout can post to LinkedIn and Twitter or no? No. Okay. No. It no. says no. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> um. Do you add Christina? Has another question. Do you add text to all your videos, or do you run some with non-text? Um. So organically, really, uh, almost no text, just because it's you know Instagram's about you know branding engagement. Um. Top of funnel videos, I would say, yeah, ninety percent of the time. Ninety percent. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll do, we'll do some short ones, uh, you know, like actually, no, those have text. Yeah, no, they all have text for the hmm. most part. Interesting. All right. Um, so what do you think, what do you think, how do people get going with this creative strategy? Like just dive in, obviously we talked about, but what is the biggest like piece of advice you can give people that are just a little bit hesitant to do it? Obviously we know that it's going to to lift everything. Yeah. Um, I guess talk about just just getting it done. Like, yeah. Where can we push them for like just to educate them on how to do it? To you know. For sure, I'd say. Um, th- I mean, it's going to be a little bit different for every person, but I think the most uh, practical for people is just creating content from your phone um, at the smallest scale. You know, if you're like a one man agency, you you run a you know two person you know business or whatever, um, is just to to, I guess step one is realizing how important content is yeah. and then, and then you kind of figure it out from there. Right. Um, and I would just, I would just think that, um, if you're struggling, uh, to get to the next level on Facebook, whether you're, you're converting at three X, like you are with your client and it's good, but you want to get to three and a half or four is to highly consider just testing a, a, a volume of creatives because you will find one that will be the ultimate winner and, you know, could really scale the business, you know, tenfold. Um, that's how much weight we put on creative is like, Hey, this, this literally could take your business to the next level. If obviously you have to have an interesting product, there's a bunch of things that weigh in on that. Right. But if the only control like for us is creative, then, um, you just have to value that, that that's going to be the, uh, you know, the definition uh, of success for you on Facebook. Are you guys traveling to do like, uh, some of this with brands or no? No, no. I mean, for the most part. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've got a warehouse converted studio. Um, this is just kind of the office portion. Um, this back half is, uh, got everything that you would ever need to create content, um, you know, studio, whatever, but we go a lot, uh, on lifestyle, you know, renting Airbnbs or whatever it is, whatever we need to do, um, you know, for that product we'll do. So we travel locally, but we're not, often flying to like you know san francisco to you know to do a video shoot we're not i would say a production company it's it's really practical because you know we're we're focused on e-com like solely um so that's where um we can kind of keep everything in-house or at least just lifestyle in the local nashville area yep yep for sure okay hmm it's interesting the whole the whole content thing is just so interesting to me because i don't think a lot of people take it very very seriously like you said you know how much you can really do for for your business do you guys ever like split test uh with a lot of the clothing companies i've worked with in the past from like a photography standpoint for like product pages 
we've noticed huge increases in just like utilizing blonde models versus brunette models or on like what actually sells the product. Do you guys split test down that to that level? For sure. Yeah. So um, we have built a pretty extensive modeling network in the Nashville area. So yeah, when a brand comes to us and you know, it's a uh, 18 to 33 year old female. Yeah. We we're definitely testing, you know, all the, all the different, uh, yeah, if it's blonde or, or brunette or whatever it is, or different, different, uh, style clothing, uh, you know, if it's like for say like a, a jewelry brand, um, yeah, we definitely get pretty nitty and gritty in how we're designing, um, these videos and, and producing these videos, um, in terms of, you know, even the location, if it's studio, if it's a white backdrop, is it a colorful backdrop? Um, yeah, that's where we really spend a lot of time and trying to map that out. What do you see better lifestyle photos? Like, on a backdrop or like on the street, like against a brick, like, you know, more like color to me, like color pop. With like Yeah. So we've pop. seen a huge success in, um, in studio model, uh, with a backdrop and a colorful backdrop, like a coral backdrop or a turquoise backdrop or a blue backdrop, you know, whatever's going to fit the brand a little bit, but that's been, um, been a huge, huge success for us. Um, in fact, if you go to, uh, to snow's website try snow.com um there's a uh their header image is a, a, a blue backdrop um with a model we shot in studio and that's that's kind of like you know uh, just another example of like that's that's been a big a big winner for us even on the ad level mm -hmm. do you guys do, like what about like out outdoor though like just more like lifestyle but in a you know like in a park or have you guys oh, for sure. just like backdrop Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll do. Um, usually, what what we'll do when we have a shoot is we'll do two. We'll, so what happens? We'll have a model come in, and we'll you know say three hours of a shoot. We'll do like an hour and a half in studio, and an hour and a half lifestyle somewhere on location. Like if it's you know in a little downtown area up here, or like you said at a park or in front of a you know a lake, whatever it is. Yeah. So we'll we'll kind of get two videos. We'll shoot for two videos in studio and two videos lifestyle, just so we're constantly testing. So yeah, we uh, have a pretty even mix of studio to lifestyle do you see a difference in them like as far as performance difference is there like one you know, that wins over the other um studio i'd say just because really? a lot more yeah there's a lot more to control um especially like a lot of the brands we work with are pretty clean they have really innovative products so um we're able to 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 dial in exactly what we want um in studio rather than lifestyle there's you know there's there's a time and place for it but it's it's almost uh a little bit less practical in terms of, you know, it's a little bit more of like the branding cinematic type things that we'll get, you know, out in the wild, but in mm -hmm. studio, it's, you know, very product focused, you know? So if I'm like trying to sell these AirPods, right. I'm like, it's all, it's usually like a lot closer in your face and you got a bright backdrop that's playing, nothing's distracting. So your focus is on the product sure. and, uh, and it's, you know, it's perfect quality because you don't have to worry about if it's a sunny day or a cloudy day or whatever, we can control all the variables and make sure we dial it in. So that's been, studio has definitely been a top performer for us. Hmm. Okay. Uh, a couple more questions here in order out of time. So I think yeah. we had until two o'clock. So what are the cool. things that increase CPM when using image ads? Yeah, I saw that. Um, uh, honestly, it's going to be, um, it's come down to quality, which is um, probably not practical. You know, there's uh, it's kind of subjective uh, in terms of like, what's a quality image. Um, but for us, it's going to be, yeah, you know, is the product, and, uh, and it's, and it's benefits clearly demonstrated in the picture, you know, it's, it's unfortunate you, you can't really answer this question too black and white just because it comes <laughs> down. It just comes, 
look like shit, you know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, creative subjective to, to some degree. So I, I would say that if, you know, Zachariah, if you're seeing CPMs rise because of, you know, using an image ad, either test a variety of images or just dump the images and move to a carousel or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you just got to keep moving. Um, and that's the biggest thing. And, and it sounds like, you know, of course we have like a framework that we're sticking to. And we know it's working, but the over overarching discussion is like, if you don't see success um, and, and you've tried you know, different bid strategies and different targeting, then just keep throwing new creatives at it, um, yeah. which pretty much everyone can do really, you know, everyone's got, you know, a $1,500 iPhone nowadays that you can take pretty, pretty freaking good pictures um, at a minimum. Yeah. What is your daily budget outlook when you're starting a new campaign? What does your setup look like? And what do you, um, are you doing smaller budgets and then increasing 15, 20%? Are you surfing shotgun? Like what, how do you guys do it? Um, I'm a big fan. Well, here's the thing. Um, we're, we were slow adopters of CBO, um, especially top of funnel. So, you know, what we've dialed in now is even just recently, it's over the last few weeks, we've moved strictly to CBO just because it's coming. Right. Um, and it has been a little bit more promising for us over the last six weeks. Um, so I would say until six weeks ago, we were testing everything, um, at the ad set budget level, just so we can get clear data, right. You know, say a hundred bucks, a day per ad set over, you know, five or six ad sets in a campaign. And then of course we'll find one or two winners in those ad sets and we would dupe them to a CBO. And then we'd have probably four to five of identical ad sets in a CBO. And out mm -hmm. of that, we would get, we would get two winners. And then we would eventually say we had a uh, $500 CBO campaign budget. Then we would just start killing off the, uh, the ones that weren't performing. Of course, they're probably not spending as much anyways, and then, you know, it's reallocating that budget. And then from there, um, for CBO, you know, it doesn't reset learning. So, you know, we would just start up in the budget. But until then, we were duping and, and, you know, either doubling or tripling budget based on you know, what the needs were. It's kind of funny on that. Like, people don't realize that a lot of people will just put up one ad. So they might like do a purchase look like and they'll put it up one time. But I'm a big component of putting it up five, six, seven, eight times. And then just yep. letting them run two days and then shutting off the ones that don't hit right away it seems like if you can get it once an ad set hits facebook knows right away which one that they're going to deliver and they're going to deliver good for the solid next three months so yeah like for sure that strategy alone has made a huge difference for mott for us um so yeah, i will say i mean that. and that and that same principle is almost applicable to creative yeah. it's almost like you know in two or three days if that creative is going to work and if it doesn't you scrap it and you that's why you know we come to a brand we say volume so it, it kind of like goes down from campaign all the way to ad level the same strategies really yeah yeah it's interesting uh and i will say if you're going to use cbo <laughs> make sure you're utilizing rules and you're using min and max ad set budgets people yep last night i uh, i had a, a cbo campaign that i didn't have rules on and it overspent like crazy but like three times so i uh rushed into the office at 11 p.m and kind of rebuilt that and set up all the rules so it's kind of funny how many people forget that and there's like oh, yeah. five ten comments a day and ad leaks plant them about it it's just like well it's funny yeah. because i start i started checking sales in shop on shopify for this client and i was like wow sales are killing it and i was so stoked and then i go to facebook this is like, like eight o'clock when i'm putting like one of my kids to sleep and yeah. i see the budget it was like you know three times what the daily budget was and i was like oh that's not good so <laughs> yeah see yeah. the best of us forget it so oh, oh for sure man yeah. Um, that's why I like when my, in my rules, I'll set up a rule. Um, 
I use like, I don't know how you do it, but we'll label things off because I, I'm a big component of attribution. So I'll look at long-term yeah. and short-term. And then what I'll do is I'll edit the title and use the word off. And then a lot of my rules um, will not use, if the campaign has the word off or the ad set has the word off in it or the campaign will like ignore it. So, cause I don't run rules on my retargeting either. Um, we just yeah, right, right. prospecting. So, well, I think, uh, let's see. Yes, it is a good reason to join ad leaks. So I believe we'll kind of get you, you white label too, right? For agencies. If I'm not we mistaken. Do. Okay. So if people are interested in working with you, how do they, what's the best way to contact you or what's your preferred method? Um, I would say just from just these groups, just my DMs would be the best. Um, uh, our, our, uh, and then, yeah, we can set up Calendly or whatever. Um, for us, uh, you know, I'd say minimum uh, is eight eight k a month um, is like our lowest package. Just with the brands, you know, we can't scale out like hundreds and hundreds of people on our team right now, like at this moment. So, um, if if you have a client that you know has an eight thousand could afford an eight thousand dollar budget minimum for creatives, um, we can kill it for them and and get them you know really hundreds of pieces of content over a few months. So, um, yeah, other than that, um, I'm, I'm free to help anyone out and, you know, I'll be dropping some, some big value bombs and ad leaks. Um, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to post that giveaway strategy next week, um, because we've seen huge success and I have a big case study on it as well. So do you want the ad leaks intro? I can send that to you. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Okay. Yeah. And then let's, um, a couple of things I want to try and find those posts. If I can't find them, I'll hit you up because I want to build out a creative section in the platinum. Um, And if anybody's listening, uh, next week with ad leaks, we are moving to more of a private structure. So right now we've been running 14-day, $1 trial. Um, we've come to the decision to move to more of a, a high-level private marketing group to really increase the quality. So starting, I think, uh, next Friday in about seven days, um, there's not going to be any more just getting in just like that you're going to have to go through an interview process. You're going to have to know people. You're going to go on a waiting list. Um, it's going to be like trying to get into the most prestigious golf club in the world. Basically, you know, it's going to yeah. be a process and we are going to deny people. Um, the phone interview will be a, sh- uh, a series of questions to determine, you know, if you're fit for the group. So if you are looking in or if you've thought about getting in, now is the time to get in because there's going to be application fees and there's just going to be a whole thing that would be easier to avoid just by getting in by next Friday. So, um, <laughs> quit plugging your link, Christina. Christina's awesome. Joins your link. Uh, yeah. Any, anything else you want to add, man? Um, I mean, I, I've said it a few times, but the biggest thing is, um, I, there's a question here, um, from, from David Bader, just like what we suggest to people who are just starting out in e-com and Facebook advertising is to place as much weight, uh, as possible on your content. Um, and for organic, you know, posting two to four pieces a day, um, minimum. And, uh, from there you could build a real monster business in, in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to botch this name. Luan, Luan, look above. Christina has uh, the link right there. You can join through uh, her link right there. Um, just do it by Friday. And then there's two levels. There's the gold and the platinum. Uh, platinum is for more advanced members, but there is a lot more learning uh, there. So 
there's a ton more units. Um, pricing are also going to, uh, for the gold is going to go from $19 a month to 29. And then the platinum is going to stay at the 99 for a while. And then I think we're going to end up even raising the prices further. Um, cause we want to keep it a, a closed group. So, well, man, I appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to those posts and probably going to reach out to you after the call and uh, try and get some stuff rolling with you. So, to appreciate you, brother. Good to, good to uh, talk, man, finally. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Hang on a sec because it won't cut you off. I'm going to end the broadcast. So just one sec. Okay, all right. Cool. Thanks, guys.